Thanks for checking out the Abnormal Japan podcast. We're based in Tokyo, Japan from Houston, Texas. If you're curious what it's like living here, or you just want to tap in for abnormal topics from time to time, stay tuned and follow us on your favorite listening platform. Hey everyone, I'm your host Bree. Thanks for tuning in. Last episode, we featured our first guest, Anish from the Good Times podcast. We talked about how it was like traveling in India. We busted some myths and we played Would You Rather. So check that out if you missed it. So to end off the spooky season, stay tuned for a bonus episode tomorrow as well about Halloween in Japan. As always, I'm here with my co-host. What up? I'm Ashish co-host of this spooky episode of this podcast the one the only the sleepy the cutie how you doing that's a lot of uh titles yeah you know if somebody wants to aggregate a list of all my titles feel free all right i feel like somebody is probably recording all the different intros i know like down the line (laughs) yeah all right so today's topic is urban legends in Mm -hmm. japan So after this episode, if you want to see how these legends look like, check out our YouTube video link in the show notes. Yeah. So uh, real quick, this is a spooky time, spooky time of the year. You know, if you like scary things, you picked a good one to tune into. Yes. All right. So today we're going to talk about nine Japanese urban legends and we watched a movie based off of one of them and we're going to review it. So stick around after the urban legends. Now, Japan has a rich history in spooky stories and folklore about the afterlife. You know, the concept of yokai, which are supernatural demons or spirits that usually involve nature and humans and stuff like that. We're going to start light with some urban legends and then get scarier down the line. Mm, I like that. So, you know, we got a couple of parts going. So, you know, time codes will be in the description. All right. Quick definition for those who may not know. And just to clarify, an urban legend is a modern myth or folktale that's either hard or impossible to prove that is usually spread by word of mouth or internet so like rumors you know creepypastas stuff like that so let's just get right into it part one real world urban legends so this is about yamashita's hidden treasure Right, it's a treasure myth. Okay. So this is a World War II urban legend. Um, supposedly, right, allegedly, the general, uh, the Japanese general Tomoyuki Yamashita looted a bunch of gold, right, from all over Southeast Asia, and he buried it in hidden caves, so like underground complexes or somewhere in the Philippines, right. That's mm. the legend. This one's actually really interesting because to this day, people really think they can find it. So in 2013, the gold was a major plot point of an Indonesian horror movie called Dead Mine. Then in 2019, the History Channel, like the History Channel, Mm -hmm. uh, they aired a docuseries in March where some U.S. investigators tried to find the lost gold. Um, Like this year, March? This year, March, yeah. Oh. Now, a lot of people have been very skeptical about this whole thing right Mm. so some people say it exists some people say it's a myth some people say it's in this area there have been like video games and like animes that have like kind of based their hidden treasure myths off of this myth but i want to ask you what do you think do you think the myth exists 
I mean, I think it's not that far of a stretch to think that it does exist because there's plenty of treasures around the world. Right. And it's actually kind of cool that there's like movies and games because like that's how deep this myth is. Yeah, it's quite old and quite famous. Um, But in the late 80s and early 90s, there was some commotion in Hawaii. So supposedly, a Filipino family found the treasure from some research that they did in the 60s. But one of the former Filipino presidents at the time converted the treasure that they found into their name. So they did find some kind of treasure in Hawaii. I couldn't tell if that was the treasure, but that was the closest thing I could find to somebody having found some kind of thing. So they just found something and was like, this is ours. Right. But apparently the maps that they had used were like in the 60s, like after the war, that was about that treasure. Maybe they found it. Or maybe maybe it's just like a fourth of it. Because you know what they say. Never keep your money all in the same place. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, number two is a tech-focused one. Okay. All right. So you know Sony? Yeah, Sony. All right, everybody knows Sony. So <laughs> you know how allegedly companies like <coughs> Apple will tank their phone performance when a new phone is dropped? Yeah. Right. So what that concept is called a planned obsolescence. Uh, basically, the idea is you make a product, it lasts a certain time, and then you drop a new one. But this concept means when you drop a new one, the old one has to be replaced or it's kind of slow and laggy and stuff like that. And in the early 90s, there was a myth about the tech company Sony having an actual timer built into their devices. A timer? Like to for what? Like a countdown timer to where the product would have to be replaced. So there was never any conclusive evidence because this was before YouTube breakdown videos, you know, where people just like take things apart. Mm. Um, yeah, this myth was mostly in Japan. Sony's VAIO, I think it is, V-A-I-O, line of laptops, the TVs, the phones, um, a lot of their other stuff was really affected by like, you know, planned, well, not planned. They allegedly, they were affected by planned obsolescence, mm. which is really strange because even in one of their meetings, like in one of their board meetings, mm-hmm. the Sony company, they acknowledge that they are aware of the existence of the Sony timer in popular culture, but they also made a statement saying that we don't make products that are planned to break down. Oh, so they were just like, oh, ha ha, that's funny that y'all think that, but right. we don't do it. Exactly. So... My question to you, have you heard about this? Like, I know we were on the internet early and young, but like, I must have missed it. I never heard about it. Well, not the Sony timer. No, I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard other things about Sony, but uh, not about a timer. It seems very similar to Apple, just like Japan's version for their own um, electronic company. Okay, I can see that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just wonder, what does a timer really have to do with it? You know, like, that that part's a little weird for me. Mm-hmm. One of yeah. the things that was affected were a line of TVs. Mm-hmm. They broke down after 1,200 hours. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So that, again, this is kind of in that vein of, like, we don't know, maybe, but, like... <laughs> that's funny, though. It is. So okay. those are t- those are some light ones, right? Now yeah. we're going to get into some curses. Ooh. But, like, light curses. Okay, okay. All right. So this is uh, the curse of the KFC colonel. Ooh. Yeah. So Colonel Sanders, you know him? 
Yeah, I he, know Japan is obsessed with KFC. Yeah. He has his own visual novel, like a dating sim. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And people were like, ooh, the colonel's a little spicy. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> but this is the old school colonel we're talking about. Oh, okay. So, Ew. Japan okay. loves KFC. There's a baseball team in the Kansai area called the Hanshin Tigers, who are apparently cursed by the spirit of Colonel Sanders, the KFC mascot. Mm. Right. So 1985, the Hanshin fans were getting rowdy because the Japan team won the championship series and they dumped a Colonel Sanders statue into the Dotonbori River in Osaka. Why? Well, let me tell you, the team won that year largely because they had a new player, a slugger, right? He was a white guy. Fans pulled up on the Ibisu Bridge to celebrate and the supporters started listing off the team main members and... In the fan group, each team member was represented by a person in the fan group. Oh, so okay. they'd be like, player X. And then one of the fan groups would be like, oh, I'm player X. And then that player X would jump in the river like, yeah. Mm. And so they did that all the way down until the white guy. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have a white guy in the fan club. Oh, my gosh. So they used the colonel? Yeah. So they oh took him. They were goodness. like, yeah. I was about to ask, like, what does a white guy have to do with it? But then, oh, I see. Right. I see. Right. That's so uh, weird. The team went on to lose the championship for 18 years. Dang. That's why they call it a curse. So because they disrespected the colonel. They disrespected the colonel. The Hanshin Tigers just didn't win. Right. Uh, the fans tried recovering the statue. They apologized to the owner of the store. But it wasn't until 2009 where a diver recovered long lost statue pieces. And they reassembled it and placed it at another location near the stadium because the original KFC store isn't there anymore. And there was some weird sketchy stuff where they found like murder evidence in the river at the same time they found the Colonel statue. So yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know if they're winning, but you know, yeah, I don't fans, know that much. Know. Yeah. I don't know that much about sports and definitely not about sports in Japan, but uh, yeah, let us know if they're winning now. Yeah. So what do you think about this curse? What are your thoughts? Do you think it's real? It's a sports curse. I know there's a couple of those in the world. Now, some teams just suck. And I'm not saying this team sucks. I don't know. Like I said. But it could just be that they're just not that good. You know? But that is ironic, I guess, that when this happened, then all of a sudden, after that, they didn't win any championships or whichever. So you think the curse of the colonel is real? I think it's possible, but not likely. I think it's real. Colonel Sanders isn't real, right? But the energy around Colonel... Oh, see, that, that's too much for me. <laughs> All right. The number four, the last one of our casual urban legends is kind of a weird one. Now, you know Japan really loves giant robots, right? True. Yeah. Apparently, and if you've been to Tokyo, you know what I'm talking about. For, but for those of you who don't know, there's a building in Shinjuku right? Mm -hmm. Which is called the Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building. It's a pair of buildings and they serve for government stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. offices, stuff like that. But they have a really high observatory area on both floors and a gift shop. So it's free to the public. You can go check it out. You get like citywide views. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can see all the way out to Takao if it's clear. So it's a really cool building and it's free to get in. But This rumor, this urban legend, and if you live in Tokyo, apparently you hear it at least once. Hmm. The building 
Okay, so I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, <laughs> if there's an alien attack on Tokyo, the building can turn into a giant robot and fight off the aliens. Like a Gundam? Like a Gundam. Damn. You know, if that did happen, I would give it props. It's a huge building. Like, it, you can see it from very That would be an anime on itself. Like, just... I don't think it is, but who knows? You never know. That's why you they're attached. <gasps> the and buildings. Like, there's so much infrastructure. Like, you I don't know. No. I don't know. I think that one's pretty funny. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're just like, let's say you're a tourist in Shinjuku. Right. And there's like some local Shinjuku people and they're like, Oh, you know, that building. Yeah. It could turn into a robot. Like, like, what? No. No. That's funny. I think this one might not be real. Nah. I think it's just one of those like, oh, yeah, Japan and robots. If it is real, that'd be super dope. I just worry about all the people inside. I don't think I would want to be there when it happens. You'd be able to see it from like way out where. Yeah, I'd just be like, um, no, thank you. Just like, oh, I'm just going to be in, at home. <laughs> I'll probably film it, but that's it. Hey, live stream it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That'd be dope. Anyway, yeah. so that's all the fun, lighthearted stuff. I know y'all are weird. Y'all like the weird, dark stuff. So I tried to speed through it for y'all, but we're going to get into it. We're into the real scary stuff. Part two, Supernatural Japan. Yokai, Yurei, and more. Yurei is the Japanese word for ghost or spirit. Okay. And Japan has, well, all, all different cultures have different versions of spirituality and supernatural stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about demons and spirits, there's different terms for them, but it's kind of hard to really explain it in a way that I can say, oh, this is a ghost, this is a demon. So you're just okay. going to have to go with me. And just say, okay, yure is ghost slash spirit. Yokai is demon slash spirit. Okay. I, yeah. Or like monster, like yokai watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically. Okay. Basically. Yokai are like higher level supernatural things. Ooh. Yure is like lower level. You know All right. Saying? Still scary. Like Casper. Casper is... Casper ain't shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> he, so he ain't not... shit compared to the... Casper might wear his little ghost cloth or whatever. <laughs> but, you know... Anyway, yeah. Japan right. does have a propensity for supernatural tales, right? So their history has really solidified images of ghosts. So the image of yure are more or less the same, right? Okay. So white clothing, either like a burial kimono or like a long robe Ooh. or dress. Mm-hmm. Um, long black droopy hair that's like, you know, tangled and uh, hiding some facial features like a lot the of ring. the time. Very much. And, and loose joints like hands and necks. So those are the most popular kind of yure. Those are called onryo. I hope I said that right. Those mm. are vengeful ghosts that come back to haunt people because of how they died. And they stick around fueled by pure rage. Oof. No, no, no. And in fact, what you mentioned earlier, that's very true. So no matter where you are in the world, two of the most famous like Japanese ghosts or yure's or onryo's are the grudge girl, right? Who is Saiki Kayako and the ring girl Sadako Yamamura. That's mm. their names. Okay. So you know what they look like. 
Yeah. You say grudge, you say ring, you know. That's that Japanese ghost. This yes. was popularized by Kabuki Theater. And so that's kind of how the image stuck. Like, mm. since that time, it hasn't changed. Yeah, because I associate, like, Japanese horror movies or ghost stories with those girls. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's really freaky. And that's the image that kind of came from antiquity through theater and then through, you know, popular media ever since that mm. was a thing. So that's why. And then, yeah, it's like a whole trope, basically. Okay. Now, real quick, I do want to put a content warning for suicide assaults and things of that nature because that's where a lot of these urban legends come from they're very tragic let's get into the little bit scarier ones now number five is hanako-san of the toilet Ooh, i think i've heard of this yeah this is a toilet ghost there was one that was about bathtubs that i did not want to look up i was like i can live without no thank you (laughs) that's too close this is public toilets not home ghosts so. okay okay so this one's kind of creepy because this is a yurei that kids in elementary school will be closest to now no one knows where this one comes from but basically hanako-san is a child who was either killed or killed herself mm. in a bathroom or she died in a bathroom playing hide and seek during world war Two, dang so like we're not too sure how she died but she died in a public bathroom the legend is a young girl died in a bathroom depending on the urban legend you hear there's different variations mm. and now she haunts all elementary restrooms that kind of reminds me of the harry potter girl bathroom girl what's oh my name? god um uh, um so it's um myrtle myrtle there we go it reminds me of that, but how does she haunt people in the school? Well, the legend goes, if you go to a third floor bathroom in a school, knock three times on the third stall and ask if Hanako-san is present, you might just get a response. And then it's not 100% sure what she might do, but it's definitely bad. Mm. So some versions... The door flies open and you see Hanako-san standing in the toilet crying. (laughs) And she drags you to hell. Whoa. Okay. Some versions of the urban legend, the door flies open and a giant lizard pops out and eats you. Ew. (laughs) Some versions, she's crying and her eyes are bleeding and the sight of her scares you to death. Wow, so you just, you're not gonna get away alive, essentially. (laughs) Another version states that in an urban legend, a child heard crying in a stall and went to get a teacher, Mm -hmm. and then the teachers called the police, and the female police officer went in and asked the question, and the female teacher, or the female police officer was lacerated to cut up to death. Oh my gosh, so it was Hanako-san. Yeah, basically, so Hanako-san is a toilet ghost all right that's kind of freaky because i don't know like the whole like scary child and you know bathrooms i feel like that would be one of those stories that kids will tell all throughout schools right and it would be like challenges and like basically i dare you to do this kind of like bloody mary that that's basically what it is it's bloody mary for kids i did hear like on cable 
in Japan, they play a TV series of Hanako-san and the toilet. Yeah, she's kind of a meme. Yeah, so like every every year during like ghost season, um, they talk about her. Nice. At least this. At least they make it like kid friendly, you know. So well, I don't you, know about that. All you elementary ALTs out there, good luck. Don't go to the third bathroom stall. Basically, <laughs> on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next one is another toilet ghost. Oh Yude. gosh. Yeah, I know toilets are just so scary in any public restroom. Now this could be schools, this could be trains, this could be malls, this could be anywhere, public. Mm. If you go to the last stall, which honestly, come on, we all go to the last stall. Like, let's be honest here. I go to the last stall, you go to the last stall. It depends. I usually like the last stall. But here's the thing. You might encounter a weirdo with a mask in red clothing. Either he'll be in the stall waiting for you, or as you're doing your thing, a hand will peek out from the bottom of the stall door, above the stall door, or he'll just be floating up there. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. First off, I would be shocked to see a man in the bathroom that I go exactly. to. First off, I probably would just leave. Um, but I guess what's scary is like if you're like using the restroom and you just see like a hand. Oh, gosh. Now no. think if you have headphones on. I wouldn't have headphones. Some, I mean, a public restroom, you got your AirPods, you got your headphones, uh, you got your, you know what I'm saying? Eh, not me, but yeah, I could see that. All right. Well, now this is Akamanto or Red Cape. Red Cape, okay. Again, the urban legend origins are kind of weird. Some say he died in the female restroom. Some say he was chasing somebody there and she killed him. Yeah, like him. why was he? Oh, so it was like a woman's bathroom? Yes. This is for women. Creep alert. Yep. But... Akamanto will appear as you're doing your business and he'll ask if you want red or blue paper. Ignore this request. If you choose red, Akamanto will he'll cut you up and bleed you out. Basically. The fact that there's even a choice, I would just be like, no. Like just I you don't You basically wanna... ignore you'd be like, no, 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 no paper, I'm good. Mm-mm. No, but if you choose blue, you get strangled. Oh my gosh. Yep. Sometimes people will try to outsmart Akamanto by choosing other colors. Um, something like yellow will get your head stuffed into the toilet. Um, other colors will, again, get you dragged to hell. Mm. Or you could just leave. Yeah. Or maybe and not. I don't know. Everything that I've heard of from Akamanto says that this is in the ladies' restroom. There might be an Akamanto for the men's restroom, but we never know. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, that's weird that's pretty bold for like a creeper to be wearing all red like mm-hmm. a target like why? and now here's the thing it can in different versions it's like a cape or a hood or oh. a jacket or a cloak it it changes based on the time period yeah see that's why i don't like going to public restrooms when there's no one else in there because i always feel like there's still somebody in here i just don't know like how many times have you been in a public restroom and you were just doing your business somebody else comes in they probably don't know you're in there that's true. Well, I try not to go to empty ones anyways, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Now one more. Slightly more creepy a little bit on the, you know, if you work in a part-time side. Oh, okay. This is the haunted taxi ride. Mm. Now, this is awful. This is why I never want to be an Uber, Lyft, taxi, anything driver. Mm. I can't. Bird, whatever. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't think bird is it. Isn't that like the scooter thing? 
I never want to be a scooter ride, ride share person. <laughs> it's not a share ride. It's an individual ride. All right, whatever it is, basically, on a lonely night, mm-hmm. a taxi driver needed somebody. You know, you we've been in Shibuya overnight. It's dead. If you got to go somewhere, you got to pay that expensive cab fee, mm. you know? So man was driving around and he saw somebody and they kind of just appeared out of nowhere. He's like, oh, perfect. I need a ride. They get in the car. The driver asked where they had to go. Mm-hmm. The ride said, oh, well, you know, it's like over here a little bit. I can give you directions, right? Hmm. This is kind of mysterious, but not in a weird way. You know, they're like, oh, well, maybe it's not an address. Maybe they're going to meet somebody. Maybe they're doing some kind of night work. I don't know. So the driver's like, all right, well, tell me where to go. You know, mm-hmm. goes left, right. And then it's kind of weird because the driver's like, I've been, I'm, I'm a driver. You know, I know these streets, but I don't think there's anything out here. And the ride is like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, it's just a little bit ahead. Couple lefts, couple rights, maybe pull around a corner. And all of a sudden, you're no longer in the city. Ooh. You're in the countryside. You've pulled out of the suburban area. Mm. And so the taxi driver is like, well, the meter's going. Yeah, it's like, are you going to pay for this? Right. <laughs> yeah. And so the person's like, no, 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 you're good, you're good. Just keep going. Um, it's a little bit further. You know, I'm, I'm going on a long distance trip. Thank you for picking me up. It's casual. But they start getting irritated. Taxi driver's like, man, I got to like, I gotta get other customers too, you know? And the person's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, what are you talking about? And so the taxi driver's like, man, where are we going? And they turn around and their cab is empty. When all of a sudden the taxi driver spins back around, the car goes over the edge of a cliff or a river or a bank, and they die. Dang. So essentially, the ride was like, hey, go here, go there, and it just led them off a cliff. Basically. Dang. There is an urban legend in California that's very similar about Mm. a deceased bride. If you're driving in the middle of the night some city i don't remember where it'll just be a quick tangent if you see a bride on the side of the road don't pick her up because she will always give people the same instructions to go to a certain apartment and drop them off and give you an invitation to the wedding which is the next day you pull up the next day the family is like oh did she give you an invitation Mm -hmm. she died like a whole bunch of years ago and this continuously happens Ooh, that's my weird. mom heard about it she told me about it i was like oh my god i mean god. at least nothing happens to you right no but it's hella creepy that, that you just that, picked up a dead girl like yeah, literally she's a ghost i mean i'd rather that than fall off a cliff like that's okay that's a good point you know this haunted taxi ghost seems a little vengeful true and nobody knows if it's a yokai or a yurei nobody knows maybe they're just mischievous is there a mischievous type of ghost yes but i don't know what it's called oh okay because <laughs> i feel like they're just they're just messing with this taxi driver potentially to his to his or her or their death you know mm-hmm. whatever um but yeah that's you know level one scary that is kind of freaky because like i've always wondered how um public drivers like ubers and taxi drivers felt like when they pick up random people oh yeah because you, know? you never know who you're picking up oh yeah i would love to hear uber horror stories from the driver's perspective oh gosh yeah because i see a lot of like horror stories from the ride perspective which like to be fair some um drivers are very like horrible and bad things happen so yeah i mean mm. 
you know, bad things can happen either way. Mm. But that was level one scary. Are you ready for the part three? Yes, let's go. I, I'm here for the scary, scary. All right. This was like, eh. This was like a, a appetizer. Yeah. It's just creepy. It made me feel a little weird. That's yeah. all. All right, let's go. Part three. Scary ass urban legends. All right. Now, one of the scariest urban legends is coming up. We may have had an encounter with her, but that's for later. So, number eight, Teke Teke. Okay, before you get started, I've heard some about this person. Okay. And just the idea of it freaks me out. So let's go. All right. Now, this is definitely an onryo, vengeful spirit. Some people think that there's two versions of this yure, but some people think it's the same one. Mm-hmm. There's no real confirmation. We're going to talk about both. So version one, the first version of the urban legend goes like this. There was a girl who was trying to get past a train crossing before the trains came through. She fell on the tracks, and she wasn't able to get up in time. Now, depending on which version of this you hear, she's an older woman, she's a younger woman, she's a young girl. It's basically a vengeful feminine spirit. Okay. She fell down on the tracks before she could get across the train crossing. We don't know why she was running. Maybe she was trying to get home. Maybe she's trying to meet someone. We don't know. All we know is she didn't make it across the train crossing. And sometimes this happens, you know, when you're going, you're like, oh, it's coming down. I can make it. And you make it and just closes, you know, she tripped and she couldn't get up. Her foot was stuck and the train basically sliced her in half. Oof. Right. So if you see a girl on the other side of the train tracks running to cross it, and you're at the crossing, mm-hmm. just keep moving. Find another spot. Because if you stand by there and the trains roll by, you might encounter teke teke, the vengeful spirit of the girl who was split in half. The torso of the girl. Mm-hmm. Right? She'll either be standing there floating midair Ooh. or she will be standing on her hands. Oh, no, no, no. And she will chase you. (laughs) If she's floating, she will fall and crawl or hop on her hands and chase you. And the noise of her elbows and arms dragging across the concrete. That's why he's taking I see. Okay, that one is a little weird because it's very visual. Like, I saw it. Like, when you said, like, um chasing you with her hands and her arms oh gosh oh yep that's creepy if she catches you you will be ripped in half just like her dang so she she powerful yeah basically i mean she carrying like half of her body i know right like oh wow but yeah that's Hmm. version one Hmm. if you see a girl running at you she's like oh no i'm trying to make it at the crossing get another crossing just keep keep walking yeah that's so weird i did hear that like ghosts are often portrayed as like half floating bodies in japan like there's a lot of yurei that are that look like that right and i think that's it's because they're like not tied to this world yeah and it's like supposed to like 
display that they're different from an alive human for being. sure mm-hmm. now maybe this is just me as a personal tick y'all get a little peek behind the curtain of my mind i like shoes a lot now if i look at somebody and they ain't got no feet i don't know what i would do like in a ghost sense not like they just don't have feet if they don't have feet they're ghosts that's not true. Some people, you well, know, I'm not talking about like prosthetics feet. or something. I'm talking about like straight up somebody standing and it's like there's a mask. And oh, ain't no feet there. yeah. That, yeah. I would just be like, we need to go. Um, but that's that's version one. Okay. So version what's number the second two, one? in my opinion, this is the sadder version. Oh, okay. And also the scarier one. Oh, God. This was so weird to research. Okay. A girl named Kashima Reiko who okay. lived in Hokkaido was a young woman one night she was being hassled and running away from a group of men and when mm. i say hassled you can assume what i mean yeah she managed to get away from them but she couldn't escape them enough they mm. caught up to her and they beat the pulp out of her basically yeah okay yep. they left her to basically figure it out went on their way once they left she was crawling around <gasps> asking for help nobody could help her and on her crawling she was crossing train tracks mm-hmm. and couldn't leave and then the trains ran over her apparently this part doesn't make sense to me She's supposed to haunt bathroom stalls in public schools or public areas. Hmm. And I think this might be because in my mind, she's running away from people at the station. Oh, okay. So she might have not made it far from the station. Hmm. That's really, like, uh, brutal. Mm-hmm. Now, this version of Teke Teke is more mobile, not just on any train line. Mm. This version of Teke Teke gets around. And I don't mean like that. I mean, she gets around, like, all over. Mm-hmm. She's looking for her legs, basically. <gasps> so if Dang. you're in a restroom and you hear someone asking you, oh, do you know where my legs are? Ignore that caps lock ignore that <laughs> first off that's just a weird question i'd be like uh your legs and again if you don't know japanese that well you might be like i'm sorry what no 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 somebody trying to talk to you in a stall nope yeah that is kind of weird because if you answer at all like <gasps> oh i don't know or you tell her to go away she will appear she will crawl over the stall with her legless ass and she will ask you <laughs> where are my legs invasion of my privacy yes the only right answer if you have engaged the only right answer and remember this y'all i hope my pronunciation is right the only right answer is on the mation expressway that's where her on legs the are mation expressway interesting that's where kashimareko was yeah, yeah. Right. So if you tell her that, then she's like, oh, okay, and then she crawls away. No. <laughs> oh, what happens? If you tell her on the Mission Expressway, she'll ask you, who told you that? Oh, no. So she's trying to have a conversation? The right answer to that question, the only right answer, is Kashima Reiko. Which is her. Right. But then, 
she'll ask you, what's my name? The only right answer is just Kashima. Just Kashima. Is that her last name? Because Ka, mask, she, death, ma, demon, the mask demon of death. Oh. If you say Kashima Reiko, she'll take a take at you. <laughs> I will say the second one's a little bit scarier because it's like so much more involved. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first one you can possibly, one, avoid it if you see her. But two, you could probably outrun her maybe. But the second one, there's too much involved. If somebody's asking you where their legs are in the restroom, yeah. just ignore it. I noticed there's a lot of stories about public restrooms. Well, because there's a lot. Yeah. I will say some of the restrooms that do creep me out in Japan are the ones that are in parks. Because, like, they're always... Okay, first off, they're not used that often. Right. They're kind of, like, abandoned-ish. Yeah. And only and usually men use them because, you know, it's right. just there's quick and easy, whatever. Right. whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's always like dark. There's no lights or anything. And I remember I went to, I forgot which park it was, but it was all like squat toilets. And I was like, eh, not my style, but like, it was just eerie in there. And I don't know. Every time I see that, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I'll wait. It is weird. And it feels weird. Yeah. So I could kind of see maybe. And no one really goes in there anyways. Mm -mm. Like ever. Yeah. It's got to be like a bright sunny day if I'm ever going in. But the thing is, even if it's bright and sunny, inside it's so like shadow-esque that it's too dark. Good point. Mm -hmm. And this goes for like outdoor. Yeah. This goes for outdoor toilets, so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel you on that one, though, because that's... Anyway, question. What would you do if you found yourself in these situations? So, if I found myself in these teke-teke situations, I would hope that I got the first one. And I just kind of was like, you know what? I see someone running towards the tracks and I just walk away. Right. Um, Hopefully, I can avoid it. The second one? Nah. Like, I feel like I would forget all the things to say, and she would just take it, take it me. So, nope. um, yeah, I would just hope I'm lucky and not have to deal with that at all, or just the first one, I guess. Same. Yeah. But the second one, that image, though. Ugh, just No really... one helped her? No. Like, I would be like, girl, like, you look beat up. Let me help you out. Let's get the police. Let's get your family. Man. You know... <sighs> That's why it's an urban legend, because it's tragic. All right. Now, the last one we're talking about tonight. I teased it earlier in the episode, but we may or may not have had an encounter with this Mm. one. And we'll let y'all decide. We'll tell you the story. I'll tell my side. You tell your side. Um, But this is another tragic death, which created an onryo. Okay. Another thing I've noticed, a lot of these yurei, like famous yurei are women. Kind of scary. Yeah. Are there any, like, non-feminine ghosts? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Oh, sometimes I hear, like, samurai ghosts. Ooh. You know? Like, I think when you were researching, I was reading some articles, too. And there was, like, you know, like, war ghosts or, like, samurai ghosts. For some reason, a samurai ghost is less scary than a lady 
Mm. That's just doesn't give a fuck. Mm, yeah. Um, that's, maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> but this one is kind of freaky. Now, there's a really, really, really scary webtoon that I read a bunch of years ago about this. Mm. And it's it's legitimately one of those things that once you read it, it never you never forget. Mm. Like the image, the visual imagery is like really good. Webtoons, if you don't know, are like manga, but they originate in South Korea, and they're more for smartphones. So basically, it's a comic mm. that you read while you're scrolling down, and as you oh. scroll down, it gets creepier and weirder and scarier. Mm. I'll try to find it and link in the show notes. It's really good. Highly recommend, okay, especially yeah, if you're we'll doing it on a smartphone. It. Ooh, I'll probably see it after this then. Yeah, there's a version that I saw that didn't have sound. There's a version with sound. So with like, sound? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. All right, let's get into it. All right, so the story goes... Oh, I'm sorry. This is the legend of the slit-mouthed woman. All right. Kuchisake onna. Mm. Kuchisake slit-mouthed onna woman, right? This... Ooh, this is sad. The story goes that the Kuchisake Onna was a woman mm-hmm. who in her life had a troubled marriage. Some stories say that her husband was a samurai. Others say that it was a more modern tale. This one is more of like a modern yokai yurei situation. Mm. It, she's very powerful, basically. Mm-hmm. But we don't know where she came from. So basically, her husband was cheating and awful to her, basically. Mm. So abuse, all that kind of stuff. And one day, she was tired of his shit. So she either cheated on him in return or Mm. they got into a fight because she called him out on his BS. Mm. Either way, the most common ending of all the urban legends tell us that her husband was infuriated and he slashed her mouth (gasps) from ear to ear. So think Dark Knight Joker. Only it didn't heal up. It's just Yikes. open. Yikes. And it's a much bigger scar. Yeah. I've seen pictures, man. Yeah. And there's a movie that we saw that was actually really scary. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she died, sadly, but she came back to Earth to haunt her husband and anybody else she could find. As an onryo, as a vengeful spirit, she is human in her appearance, usually covering the lower half of her face. Sometimes it's a fan, a scarf, a surgical mask, or cloth mask that you are going to see if you come to Japan. Everybody has them. If you're sick, you wear them. If you don't want to have anybody look at you, you wear them. It's super yeah, common. Yeah, true. Now, here's the thing. Because her face is hidden, this allows her to just roam around in mm. plain sight. Many people have reported hearing or seeing like encounters with something like this Hmm. but the legend goes if you see a woman just pull up to you at night either you're walking the same way or she's walking the opposite direction and y'all make eye contact or something and she's like oh am i pretty from behind her mask or scarf or whatever that's when you ignore or else what so here's what happens in some versions She'll grab you. She'll be like, ah, I need you to answer me. <laughs> you know? Okay. Some versions she'll grab you. In some versions, she'll be crying and walking alone. <laughs> mm. 
So if she notices you noticing her, so if she's like, oh, somebody saw me, uh, mm-hmm. she'll approach you and ask you the same question. Like, am I pretty? You know? Dang, this sad. <laughs> no. And this seems like, you know, oh, man, somebody's going through some shit, you know, whatever. Do not engage, especially at night. Leave, keep walking. If she grabs you, I don't know what else you can do, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. If you answer no, <gasps> she will kill you with scissors or another sharp object. Mm, what if you say, yeah, like, oh, girl, you're pretty. Well... If you say no, she'll kill you. Mm-hmm. In some versions, she may follow you home mm-hmm. and kill you at your doorstep. Oh. Yeah, I know. But if you say yes, you're like, oh, yeah, girl, you fine. You yeah. Know, what's up? Like, she you know. takes off her mask or scarf or fan and reveals her slit face, wound open, jaw gaping, and will ask, how about now? If you say no, okay, she just kills you understandably i guess if you say yes she cuts your mouth to match hers oh so she's like oh if you really think i'm pretty here you go we're twins exactly (laughs) oh gosh yes the only right answer first of all ignore but if you get caught up in this conversation Mm -hmm. the only right answer to ignore her questions if you happen to get caught describe her appearance as average Oh, so-so. Oh, that's it? Yeah, because this will confuse her. Like, um, what? And then uh-huh. get the fuck run. But what if she just chases you? Like, take it take Now, here's the thing. <laughs> if you say her appearance is average, even despite the mask thing, she'd be like, wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you stunned her a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Distraction. Yeah, you run. In some versions, some people just give her money. Or mm. throw hard candies at her. Beko ame. Oh, maybe kids. I shoot. Kids be with that candy over yeah. here. But basically, somehow get away. Mm. This is the story of Kuchisake. That sucks, though, because... Okay, so how you mentioned how we may have encountered Kuchisake Ona. You want to talk about it? Yes, let's talk about let's it. Let's go. Because... If someone's crying, it depends on the kind of person you are. Some people are more inclined to help. They're like, hey, are you all right? So that sucks because if you're that kind of person, you're going to get trapped, you know? But if you just ignore, you're safe. But I don't know. So one night, we're walking home from a train station. It was late at night. And it was actually a pretty far away station. But because it's two of us. We're like, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be safe. Right. And the walk is not terrible. It's all flat. You know? Yeah, it's We've all done flat. done it before. Nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. But the only thing was, I remember, it was later than usual. Because we yes. were coming back from like, it, it was the evening out, you know? Yeah, it was like closer to midnight. Normally, if we're walking that far from a station, it's like 8, eight or 9 p.m. Right, we can max. catch a bus. Ain't no yeah. bus at that time. Yeah, exactly. We normally catch a bus. But this time we're like, let's just walk. It's fine. We know the neighborhood by now. I think this happened our first year. It did. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes it even worse. So on the way home, there's like a long stretch of road. And it's like close to the train line, but it's also part of the neighborhood. Right. And it's like a long stretch. So you're just walking straight for a while. Yeah, it's well lit. It's nice. You know, yeah. it's a neighborhood. It's chill. Yeah, so we're just walking, and then I guess we didn't notice this person who was in front of us. It was a lady, 
and we were like, oh, okay, someone else is on the road. Right, somebody walking home from work or something. Yeah, and we were probably like in conversation. You know, we're always talking shit. So we probably didn't notice (laughs) that there was some lady in front of us. And she was a good distance. But then, like, as we were like talking, I kind of heard her crying. Right. And I remember you said something. You're like, oh my God, I think she's crying. I was like, oh my God, I think she's crying. Yeah. And I was like, what do we do? And then you were like, I don't know. And then we like heard her even more. Like she was crying, crying. I remember. And what's weird is like, okay, so that was from my perspective. I remember walking down the road, right? Yeah. Like everything was normal. Chill Mm -hmm. ass night. I remember we saw her, but I remember specifically being caught off guard because we Mm -hmm. were coming from the train station we didn't see anybody walking ahead of us. Yeah. Like, there was barely anybody at the station. So mm-hmm. it was us and, like, a couple of the people that got some taxis. So I don't remember seeing her at the train station. That means she was either walking ahead of us or she disappeared. Yeah. that That's what was weird is because we didn't see her. Right. And, like, we don't walk that fast, y'all. Like, we're pretty chill. Yeah, Texas pace, you know. <laughs> I know. Chill. Just slow walk. Um. Anyways. So then you're like, oh, no, no, no. I remember this story about the lady. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll tell you later. Just ignore. Yeah, and I was like, what? But like if she's crying. But then I was like, man, we're also foreigners. So I don't want to approach like, you know, a Japanese lady at night and scare her, you know. Right. So I was like, well, let's just see how she's doing. Now, the part that freaked me out is that some dude started walking towards us right on the other side of the road where she was at. Right. He's probably trying to get somewhere, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is. He was walking very close to where she would be, like, incoming towards him. But just enough to where he wouldn't bump into her. And normally when you're, like, coming across somebody, you kind of look at them or you're like, oh, excuse me. He just kept walking, like, as if no one was there. Some kind of something. Yeah. So, and that's kind of weird because in Japan, it most people aren't that close. They like to keep their distance a little bit. And especially with, like, the whole binary genders, they're like, oh, let me, like, scoot over. Like, I don't want right, to bother something. her. Because it's also late at night. And he just kept walking as if she never even existed. That's what freaked me out because I was like, dude, you're so close to her that I thought he was going to bump into her. But he, like, just barely made it. Right. Like, she moved and mm-hmm. he moved a little bit. Like, it was weird. And what, yeah. he had headphones on, too. That was kind of, you know. Yeah. He didn't even acknowledge her or anything. So I was like, He wasn't he looking at his her? phone. He looked at us but just kind of kept looking Mm -hmm. which was like okay we're real duh yeah but like he didn't look at her at all yeah and so i was like "Ooh, that's kind of weird because that could be like a ghost but then i was like nah nah, nah, i see her you know she looked very physical like you know looked like a physical person and the thing is she was crying so at most maybe he didn't Mm want to look at her but if she was crying you might want to get away from somebody who's crying you know that's like (laughs) at least i've seen this so yeah it was just all around weird i don't know so um i was like okay fine we won't say anything i felt bad no offense like i really did feel bad because i understand i did too you know but at that time i really didn't know any japanese so it's not like i could have said anything Mm. but it was weird that her crying was like it seemed like it was on a loop Mm -hmm. like it didn't seem like irregular crying it sounded like the same crying loop and i was like that's kind of weird yeah it was like if she was trying to get our attention or something. And I will say I did look back at her because I just wanted to make sure, like, if she was trying to get some help. But she kept paying attention to, like, the road 
like whatever so i was like okay i guess she's fine she just wants to be left alone because i know some people like right. if i was crying like that i probably would want to be left alone makes sense so we just left that's i didn't know you look back i did and that that's probably like a bad idea if it was like the urban legend kuchisake ona like right she probably would like oh she noticed me and yeah, just like followed us but yeah i don't know what what I remember from that night is, like you said, we walked up. We were mm-hmm. on the other side of the, like, street, basically. Yeah. Um, Like a back road or whatever. And I remember the dude, right? Mm-hmm. He walked past her. And then we got real close to where we could hear her, like, sniffling and crying. I didn't notice anything too weird about her crying. So, uh, like, maybe she did sound like a loop. I don't know. What I do remember is we kind of picked up our pace. Like, all right, let's go. And I was like, boo, I'll tell you about this later. Mm-hmm. Like, just trust me on this one. And I remember as we walked further, all of a sudden her crying just cut out. Oh. Like, I remember that. Mm. Like, maybe we were out of earshot because we did kind of round a corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember I was like, oh, no, just keep going. And I remember keeping an ear out. Mm-hmm. for footsteps or anything like that and it just wasn't there yeah and she and she wasn't following us after that yeah because we passed her so yeah that night was really freaky and like after you told me that story i was like whoa i remember i told you when we got home i was like boo this is a thing this is a thing and i was scared because she was crying and i didn't want to be like oh daju. <laughs> and then she like kills us basically. yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what yeah, so that was scary. We don't know if we saw the carved slit mouth woman, Kuchisakiona, mm-hmm. but um, it was very close knit to this story. So who knows? What do y'all think? But yeah, we would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Stick around after this if you enjoyed the Urban Legends to hear our review of the movie, Kuchisakiona, mm-hmm. or in English, Carved the Slit Mouth Woman. If y'all want to watch it, just Google Kuchisake Onna movie English subs. It's on YouTube, so. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, it actually kind of freaked me out. It, yeah, especially if you live in Japan and you haven't watched it, watch it for sure. It's, it's worth it. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was fun. Thank you for hosting this, Ashish. That was really cool. It was very scary. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love the spooky episodes. Um, I'm kind of in the mood to do another true crime. So if y'all have any cases y'all want to hear about in Japan, let us know. Um, and we can cover that maybe next month. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed this spooky episode. Let us know which was the scariest urban legend to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, share your comments on our episode 18 Instagram post at abnormal Japan. And yeah, check out our YouTube video about these legends because we want to visualize them for you if you want the extra spookiness. Right, as if they weren't scary enough already. Yeah, some of these I do want to see how they look like though, so. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, link to that will be in the show notes as always. And we also have some movie reactions and reviews of recent Netflix horror movies. They're kind of a bust this month and this year, but. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, but if you want to see us react, uh. We reacted to In the Tall Grass, Fractured, and some more. So subscribe to Abnormal Japan to stay notified of new videos. And if you want to stay tuned for Halloween in Japan and see how that's like over here, tomorrow we have a bonus podcast episode. Yeah, that time Brie will be doing it. I'm tired of reporting, y'all. I hope y'all love it. I love it too, but Brie, you gotta take over, all right? You gotta take it back. Take it back. All right, all right, all right.
What up, y'all? Welcome to the Abnormal Japan semi-movie review podcast thingy. Um, happy Halloween, all that good stuff, right? Yes. Um, so I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, urban legends that were going on. Uh, we actually saw a movie based off of the urban legend, the urban legend Kuchisake Onna. Um, that was the title of the movie in Japanese. In English, it was called Carved, the Slit-Mouthed Woman. So... If you know the urban legend and you got this far, we're about to go into this movie from 2007. And basically what happens is it's kind of an origin story. Would you say it's a, like a semi-origin, semi-kind of yeah. dramatization? I don't know. What would, how would you describe this movie? It seems like just a visual version of a legend story. It was actually really intense. Um, it was actually kind of freaky. Um, I kind of get freaked out by movies right. that are kind of old. I know like 2007 is not that old, but like to today it's kind of old. That's like what, 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a bit of time, you know. It's, yeah, it's... it was just freaky because it's not perfected, if that makes any sense. It's just very eerie and unsettling yeah. and surprisingly kind of gory yeah there was a lot of uh strange practical effects and there wasn't a lot of horror stuff going on it was a lot of like storytelling and like suspense building i feel like that really worked to its advantage so we're gonna do a real quick plot overview just so y'all get idea so in this little town um there's rumors of like the kuchisake onna or like the the lady with the cut up face right Mm -hmm. and they're like oh the lady's making the rounds back in the news again blah 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 like these are all rumors right like the adults are you know kind of telling their kids like oh when back in my day she used to do this like they're just you know they're like scaring the kids because it's one of those rumors like urban legends you know yeah and it starts off with like literally different parts of the neighborhood talking about this legend like all these little kids know these rumors they're like yeah hey like the carved woman is gonna come out at 5 p.m yeah and what's wild is that's so true like little kids they be the ones over here telling all these rumors and trying to summon all these things i know they're over here gossiping yeah but i mean that was kind of cool you got to get the feel of um how people kind of like talk about things and how fast rumors spread yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and so it's school, you know, as kids, as elementary, we get to meet our, well, one of the protagonists, this teacher lady. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her. Mm. I didn't like her at all. Yeah, she, at first I was like, oh, okay, she seems kind of chill. But then when she is revealed as like a mother and you realize that she's kind of abusive too. Mm-hmm. And she also gives really bad advice awful advice one of the main girl characters who gets hurt by the carved woman or gets yeah. kidnapped by her so yeah we're introduced to her yeah she's a teacher mm-hmm. um not really a great teacher we never see her teach but like her demeanor with her students is not i think she's new remember oh. they were like oh yeah it takes a while getting used to a new I school i missed that okay so i guess she's not good at her job because yeah, i think she's, she's just like confused the whole time yeah she's... And she just got through a divorce so she's just yeah. I see, I see. Maybe mm-hmm. she's like, what is the phrase? She's green. Like she's like a green leaf. Like she's not really. Yeah. You know. Okay. That okay. That makes more sense. I was, I was really wondering. I was like, how are you working in I this know. industry? But no. Okay. I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, all right. 
we're going to get the kids out to school, you know, whatever, closing up for the day. She goes up to the roof and there's an earthquake. Now, yes. that's very common. Earthquakes happen. But not that bad. That no, one that was, was like one. everything was shaking. The whole town was like in this earthquake. Yeah. But OK, so then. Oh, there was a room in a house Mm -hmm. that just bust open and you see this arm with scissors come out. Mm -hmm. And so right away, we're in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. You also see Kuchisake. Oh, no. Yeah. She comes out and she's like a corpse. Yeah. Like hella rotted. Like, yeah. She's like in a trench coat and she has like garden shears. And it's like. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, Oh, maybe that's why it's called that. Oh, weird anyway. okay let's move so, on <laughs> uh then we get introduced to mika the best character in the movie and the saddest character in the oh, movie i feel so bad i know so bad for her so mika's mom is just a bad person we're introduced to mika's mom who's like oh why aren't you saying anything why aren't you saying anything she literally yeah. bullies her kid and then out of nowhere she like punches her in the head dude yeah it was really weird at first i thought her mom was kuchisakeona because she was like so tall and slender i was like yeah. "Ooh, that's weird but nah but yeah she's like bullying her child being like oh you need to speak up you need to speak up i don't know something happened yeah she's and like she oh the like, gonna get you yeah and then she's like, oh you should get a slit mouth blah, blah blah or something yeah and then she just throws her down and she gets hit by the table and you're just like damn and then she has to go back to school the next day yeah with the um white face mask yeah yeah and everyone's like "Ooh, you're you're the kuchisakeona and then it's fucked up but kids are there they bully each other they bully the crap out of her yeah and they're like they take off her mask and then she has this huge bruise and they're like oh like oh shit yeah like ooh, we we and then that's when the teacher runs she's like what's going on and oh the new teacher yeah. yeah anyway so then she's taking the kids home because one of the kids got got in a nearby school so the the elementary school is like hey we're gonna have the teachers escort y'all home there's like a kidnapping going around you know whatever um so the teachers escort her home this bad teacher like takes mika back to her house and mika's like i don't want to go home because her mom pulls up and Mm -hmm. she's like no i don't want to go home so the teacher's like oh don't worry i'll i'll walk her with her so she's safe and i'll bring her home i was like Okay. okay that's good teaching there you go but then like when mika tells her oh my mom like hits me or hurts me and then then the teacher is like oh you know sometimes people just you know they love you so much that it gets out of hand and you're bad. just like what kind of bad advice is this and then you see that the teacher is like she has a flashback where she beat up her kid she slapped the crap out of her in public yeah this kid was like what? three years old or something yeah and so yeah this this movie definitely has a lot of like um like physical abuse towards, yeah a lot yeah so like if you're triggered by that like don't watch it because there's a lot um but then like mika's like man this sucks so she just like runs away yeah she's like i hate my mom and the teacher's like don't say that she's she like, like yells at the kid she's like don't you ever say that and then the kid runs away, and then that's when Kuchisakeona comes out. She just pulls up out of nowhere. Like, yeah. we see her right away. Yeah, and then she has, like, this huge slit, and she has, like, white, green eyes. And Yeah, so Mika's like, ah, and she pulls her mask off, and we see her face, like, in the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie? Yeah, it's really gross. And then, like, her hair is, like, long and kind of weird. Yeah. And she's in that trench coat, garden shears, white mask. Like, it's kind of wild yeah so 
then the cops are like, oh no, what's going on? Give us a report, whatever. Mika's mom is like, yeah, so sad. And like, we're supposed to feel bad for her. Like, I feel bad for Mika, not for her mom. I don't know. Like, yeah. Nah. And then so the teacher gets in suspended because the principal's like, man, you lost a child. Like, and you're new. Like, we don't know you. So that's kind of when this other dude shows up. He's another teacher in the same school and he like hears random voices. Mm-hmm. which it's explained later but he basically him and the other teacher go on an adventure they're like oh he's like i gotta go i hear these voices and he shows the teacher a picture of this lady and he's like dang that's my mom yeah so he's like psychically and connected yeah the the girl teacher is like oh my god that's her but she doesn't find out that it's his mom for a while oh right right right, 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 right. she's like who is this person in this picture why do you have this picture and why do you hear voices and then so they kind of the whole movie is like them going around in his car going towards these voices right and trying to help people they save one of their kids Mm -hmm. who's like oh i'm gonna take notes and blah 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 blah, right he's a smart little kid yeah he took notes of this whole case because like i guess it was all over the news and yeah, they go to his house because, like, they're trying to follow the voice of this lady. Right, right, Because right. she, the voice that she keeps saying is like, am I pretty? Am I pretty? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so <sighs> they follow it. And then, like, as soon as they open the door, she's in the house with that kid. Yeah, because they're like, hey, kid, open the door. And I, at first, I was like, oh, that's the lady. But then it's them. And the kid's like, oh, I, I guess I'll open the door. Like, he made sure it was them first. And mm-hmm. then they open the door and she just comes in and grabs a kid. Yeah, because she was, like, in the house the whole time. And they're Ugh. like, oh, no. And they're trying to fight her off. And then um, the new teacher lady, she, like, stabs, you know, Kuchisake Ona right, right, right. in the side. But it turns out it wasn't her. It, it was, was the kid's mom. It was someone else's mom. It was... Um, oh, right. It wasn't the boy kid's mom. It was somebody else's It was movie, some right? other kid's mom. And it was really sad because they were waiting for their mom to come home. Oh, my God. I just remembered yeah. that. And so what you start to realize is that this ghost possesses mothers and mm. makes them sick. Because usually when the moms get sick, they start coughing. Right, right, right. And they have to wear a white mask. And then eventually they become... Kuchisake Ona. Yes. And then they start doing the whole garden shears. And that's pretty much the whole movie. Like moms get Like mom after possessed. mom after mom. Yeah. So what happens towards the end, the dude is like, oh, this is my mom. And so they go through the notes or whatever. And the kid is like, oh, there's a house with a red roof. And then this dumbass new, not new teacher, the, the dude teacher. He's like, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It might be my old house. Yeah. And, and we're just, just like, like, why didn't you think of that? Anyways, so <sighs> they go to the house and he has like flashbacks and you learn that like he was like hella beat up by his mother. Like he had two other siblings yeah, and uh, they got beat up. And at first you're like, dang, this is just like an abusive like parent case. Mm-hmm. But it's because she got this cold and I guess she was possessed. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. one of the first possessed people. Mm-hmm. But, ugh, it's wild. Because, like, weird. the acting was really good, too. Like, mm-hmm. when the kids were getting beat up, I'm pretty sure it was staged. But, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. It but it looked real. It looked real. And it was really, like, sad and pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and so you learn that his uh siblings died because she ended up going too far Mm -hmm. and then you realize that 
she does have another side where she's not consumed by this possession and she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but he's right, like right because right. this is he's he finds yeah. a knife on the floor and it triggers a whole ass flashback yeah to where his mom is telling him chop my neck off chop yeah. it off and, and so like or the, chop my head off something <laughs> like that yeah and so the the thing that she says is like watashi kire or something like that mm-hmm. like kire can be like oh pretty or like kire can be like a like command to like cut to command to cut yeah yeah. yeah yeah so like that's what he's been hearing and then it's like aim for the neck cut me in the neck kind of thing and then he's just like what the heck i know this poor little, little boy he's I just know. like i don't know what to he's do like, i don't want to hurt my mom even though she's hurting me but then he ends up like slicing her mouth right because she came at him she grabbed the shears from the floor and tried yeah. to go at him and then he cut her face and that's how she got that and then and then he put her in uh, like a closet, which is the same closet room that she came out of in the beginning right, of the right, movie. Right, right, right. And he just put her there. He put a mask over her face um, because it was like unbearable to see her face. And he put a trench coat to cover her. I know. It's so sad. Like this yeah. is. And I feel like this movie is about cycles of trauma mm-hmm. and how they continue and how yeah, it can for sure it can just happen randomly yeah know? and like the whole vengeful ghost and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah yeah so that happens and then uh they find mika who was held down there which I is know, poor so mika. there were some really like gory scenes when like she put um she put the kids down there Oh, the and like she yeah. cut up some kid's mouth, and like the other one she killed, like yeah, yeah, yeah badly yeah. killed. He like turned up somewhere else, like just yeah. And then Mika's, oh my mm. god, and the other girl was Mika's friend. Yeah, <sighs> so sad. It was it was messed up. But Mika tried getting out though. She got that pottery piece, and she I tried know. cutting the thing. She tried. She was Mika like is the best girl. I know she was like, I'm gonna survive. She did like fall asleep because she was probably tired. Yeah. But at this point, this is when like the dude teacher and the new teacher come in and save her. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. And then Kuchisake on up just pulls up. She's like, Hey. Or actually she didn't say anything. She's like, Oh, who cut me or whatever. Yeah. And then they try fighting her off, but it's another mom. It's another mom. And then all this whole time like mika's mom is trying to find her even though she was like in her house kind of under watch with police right but she's like oh i'll be right back and they're like oh okay sure nah she's like driving around she's straight peeled out yeah but she finds the same house which is like super like destroyed mm-hmm, it's in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere it's up a hill you gotta yeah. pull up on this weird side road yeah and yeah so she tries to go find Mika. She's all scared. And she sees her daughter, kind of saves her. But then she also becomes yeah. Kuchisakeona. And Kuchisakeona cut the dude's Achilles so he couldn't walk or he anything. Walk. So he grabbed the lady. He's like, y'all go, blah, 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 blah. They sit at the top of the stairs, like, not running yeah. away. But he gets uh, Mika's mom mm-hmm. and cuts off her head finally. And then there's this huge earthquake and they both get buried down there. And Mika and the the awful teacher get out the house. Yeah. And then they leave. But then it turns out yes, that and Mika's mom's head turns back into Mika's mom's head. Yeah, but then the body is like that corpse. <sighs> See, uh, that is the, the, what's it called? The, the, the onryo, the vengeful spirit. Yeah, it was really creepy. But then like the head came back. It was and really, it was just like really staring, creepy. like side eyeing the sun, 
the guy teacher and it was so creepy like it like visually parts, it was disturbing i feel like because there was no like cg much it was like you could tell they like made that mask it yeah, was yeah. so creepy Ugh, like, yeah talk about practical effects it, yeah and then it turns out that like you know then you see the new teacher lady she's all in white and she's trying to talk to her daughter you know with her um ex-husband he said, I don't want you talking to her because, you know, she was... She was ab- she was physically abusive. Yeah. So then she's like, oh, I want to talk to my daughter. She talks to her daughter and they try to, like, make amends. And the daughter's like, oh, mommy, whatever, right? Yeah, it's very sweet. And then, like, she starts coughing and you're like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah. You know, and she becomes... No, she doesn't become Kuchisaki. She just gets taller and it has, like, garden shears. But it's her face. It's her face. I think she's like about to turn. I don't know. I don't know. Some kind of weird thing. <gasps> Maybe because the mom, like, I guess they put her to rest. Maybe. But then why does she have the garden shears? I don't know. It's weird. a weird ending. Yeah. Anyway. So what, like, based off of this movie, right, what stuck out to you now that you live in Japan? You know, like, because hmm. to me, the thing that I took mainly from it is that like the setting specifically the setting for me was very creepy because it was a little too close to home a little too close yeah you're right because everything that we saw i've seen and we walk around like environments like that and this was shot in like 2006 7 so it's not too long ago so japan hasn't really changed like their main buildings and apartment styles hasn't really changed um and the cars they're basically the same um so it was really creepy um it was very like relatable in the sense of like oh yeah that's how elementary elementary students look like that's how teachers generally look like that's how schools look like look like and so it was just very familiar yeah real creepy especially because you know it wasn't very urban like the one thing i remember we watched like the ring or something like that mm. or or no maybe it was a grudge i don't remember but, like, that was a little bit city-esque. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was more city stuff. This was, like, suburbs. Yeah. Like, not in the city. Not near any kind of big train stations. Mm-hmm. None of that. It was, like, ooh. Yeah, like, day-in-the-life residential right. type of Japan. Like, small restaurants and, like, post offices and stuff. That was, ooh. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Anyway, setting, it kind of set me off a little bit. What did you think about, like, the behaviors of the... Well, okay, mostly the adults. What do you think about that? Mm, not surprising. Um, because they all kind of had bad advice or they were just kind of nonchalant or it was just very typical behavior here. Okay. Um, and I could see how they didn't really trust the kids in this movie, which is still very apparent in this society anyways, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, it was that was pretty same okay yeah i think to me it was the behavior of the uh, authority figures was the most interesting because they were the least involved but also the most um what is it called like they they wanted the most information they were like trying to do something but they weren't involved in the situation at all like they didn't send somebody with mika's mom you know just make sure she don't run away yeah you know they they barely checked them when they got stopped at the street like they didn't do anything yeah you know what i mean but they still demanded the most yeah it was interesting and maybe that's how the police force was back then 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like nowadays they'd be a little bit more involved. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, because it was just like, okay, you're just going to let them go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So was the horror good? Like, did um, it stand up? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? You know. I would say, yeah. Unless you're into a lot of jump scares or like CGI, then you're not going to like it. But if you kind of like that gritty old style horror where it's a lot of suspense like the suspense builds up and it actually kind of freaks you out you're like oh man like you expect a jump scare because of how horror movies are like now but it's just like just so unsettling yeah like i remember especially in the climax we were really like we were like kind of gripping each other like where is the jump scare like because the jump scare it provides that release you know what i'm saying yeah like they didn't have that for a long time it was a lot slower and i think Mm -hmm. i don't know i like that yeah i'd say it stood up and i liked it i mean it's not like oh my gosh like super amazing but it's actually pretty freaky yeah i would say it's better than most horror movies nowadays Hmm. um just because of the imagery was really unique that's something Mm. i liked the imagery was like very specific it was tailored for the movie it was direct Mm -hmm. it got the message across because sometimes like there's really generic scary stuff that uses jump scares or stuff like that Um, i really like the sound design yeah like this the shears the shears were real cutting of the flesh like i was like cringing it was like oh that's so realistic Mm -hmm. um and like just everything had a sound and it also sounded really real mm-hmm. like on set real so it was it's pretty cool yeah the one thing i didn't like but it was really good was mm. the depictions of abuse like oh yeah it that was, was that was very realistic Yikes. it was like they they framed it really well and i hope there was no like actual abuse on set i know i but was like, like did she actually punch that kid because the timing and the visuals and the sound all went together a little too well yeah but i, mean, I don't know it, it was it was interesting um so i want to ask you what's up how do you feel about the actual urban legend <sighs> okay so like we mentioned in part three where we talk about it right mm-hmm. to me this one is the most unsettling mm-hmm. um the movie has a different story from the actual urban legend so the movie story is different and mm-hmm. i think for a movie purposes it actually works a little bit better um mm-hmm. because there's more like drama and stuff like that but it this this urban legend like still really unsettles me just mm-hmm. because it kind of preys on empathetic people true so like yeah like, you know, horror movies are always about something that's not just the horror, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, like The Conjuring is about a family that just can't handle their own problems. Mm-hmm. And so there's demons and stuff. Yeah. Or like Insidious is about, you know, what happens when parents aren't good parents or they're not able to protect their child or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one felt kind of like this this one felt like cycles of abuse, you know, like yeah. even if you don't experience it first, experience it firsthand it still exists it can affect your community it can affect you know people Mm -hmm. you don't expect it to um so in the movie sense it felt really like purposeful Mm -hmm. but the actual urban legend is way scarier than the movie because like if you just out here and you just hear somebody crying and like they just walk up to you Mm -hmm. i would be like 
uh, excuse, excuse me. me. Yeah. Like, go away. Yeah. Oh, some parts of the movie, I think you mentioned, reminded you of Fatal Frame. It's like a Japanese yeah, it horror did. game. Like, especially when they went into the abandoned home. Yes. Real scary. So, yeah. Uh, last little portion. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this to anyone else? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. If you like horror, check it out. Because lately, uh, movies just don't hit, you know? Hmm. They're just too predictable. Mm. This one, it had some elements of predictability, but right. at least the suspense kept you engaged. Yeah, I think the, the characters were a little predictable, but the story wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say it didn't really make me more freaked out about the urban legend. It was just like a scary movie. The movie was very scary, but yeah, I think the urban legend is still scarier. Yeah, like this didn't make me feel like, oh, let me watch out for some lady in a trench coat, which is kind of weird because it's fall now. So we're going to see a lot of trench coats and white masks in Japan. So that's interesting. Yeah, boy. Because everyone wears those white face masks. Right. And especially if you get sick or to keep your face warm, you know. Yeah. So if you see someone coughing. (laughs) Oh, God, nah. I'd be more concerned if you see somebody crying. Like, I know, hell right. no. All right. Um, so would right. you watch any sequels? Is yes, there a sequel? There's right? one sequel. Oh. And then there's another one. So there's a sequel the next year in 2008. There was one that came out in 2012. It's about this girl who is also a Kuchisake Onna. Like, she had her face wow. cut up when she was fighting a Kuchisake Onna. So, so it's like, just like the battle of the Kuchisake. Yeah. yeah. And like apparently she's like, I'm going to hunt you down. And they have to like fight it out. Wow. It, it sounds really dumb. Yeah. It sounds like I'm not going to lie. Hmm, who knows? It might be good. Okay. I'm probably not going to watch it. The sequel is also in the same place we found it. Oh. Oh, like the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is Kuchisake Ona 1. There's Kuchisake Ona 2, like an origin story. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. You want to give it a look? You want to give it a watch? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all for this movie review. Let us know if you watched the movie and let us know what you think. Because honestly, we watched it kind of late at night and I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty interesting. Um, It actually kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Especially if you live in Japan and you haven't watched it, watch it for sure. It's, It's worth it. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to support the podcast, become a patron on patreon.com slash abnormal Japan. Yep. Leave us a review and rating on the app that you're using and follow us on there too. share your favorite episode on your socials and find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Happy Halloween. Bye. Ooh. Ooh.